Welcome once again, nerds, to the news. This week in the news, one of the biggest bands in the world has had a very interesting shakeup. We have the Headbangers Boat Maiden Voyage had a pretty major issue. Some hotly anticipated TV updates, both good and bad, have transpired this week. Nintendo also has made a very surprise announcement. And also, the Disney company Substructure is in for a major change-up, if you want to believe the rumors. All of that and a bit more. Let's get into it. All right, starting things off with housekeeping like we do. Uh, this is going to be yet another abbreviated show. Uh, next week will be a proper show, but that will be the final proper show for the year. Uh, the week following next week, we will be taking off almost entirely. There will be some follow-up stuff. Some things that I'm falling behind on will be catch-up week that week. Uh, I'm just not going to be filming anything fresh we have uh the that just happened episode that we're doing the final one for the year next week as well as the final shout out show next week so all of you who have been commenting and subscribing to the channels uh, will get your shout outs like i promised a couple weeks ago uh one final hurrah for that for the year those will probably be posted in the week that I'm taking off of the regular show proper, as well as probably some clips here and there. But uh, I want to read a couple of books. Honestly, they're sitting right here behind me. I got a couple of new Chuck Palahniuk books that I'm going to be reading for that week. So uh, finishing the book I'm in the middle of and then reading two more books should be enough to keep me busy for a week. Uh, but aside from that, uh, that's really the most of the housekeeping. Once we do come back from the week off, we will be changing formats for a few weeks. It will be a live show. Um, the official trigger pull for which day of the week the live shows will air is not uh, going to take place until next week. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Tuesday nights and then all of the syndicated outlets will get it on Wednesday. Uh, but don't hold me to that until next week when I have kind of ironed out a couple more wrinkles. Uh, as far as other things going on on the channel, I did successfully, hopefully, <laughs> I, I hope, uh, successfully plant the seed for a very awesome interview coming down the road. Uh, once said interviewee, and, and, it, and I think I'm going to play with the interview form as far as the way the channel works. Um, but uh, I, it, I, I'm not going to announce who the possible interview is going to be with just in case, you know, it doesn't happen. Um, but hopefully I am, I am rather hopeful that it does happen sometime in the not too distant future. Um, and yeah, that all being said, I appreciate your faces, nerds. Let's get into the actual news, shall we? In music news this week, nerds, uh, we have some new music, as promised last week. We're going to be talking about that, as well as, uh, what, like I said, one of the biggest bands in the world just had a major shakeup, as well as Headbangers Boat, fronted by Lamb of God, had a pretty 
interesting uh, issue during its maiden voyage this past week. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit more because this is a an abbreviated episode. So let's get into that. No, uh, no new things as far as follow-ups go, but we are going to get into new music properly this time. Uh, we have just a handful, a small handful of tracks, nothing extensive like we have done in weeks and months past, but First up on the list is Atreyu's uh, final release from their EP run. They had they released those three EPs, the most recent of which uh, just came out. This this track is called Forevermore. Uh, it's a new Atreyu ballad. Sometimes uh, heavy bands like to show their softer side, and with Atreyu, the softer side comes with a whole he a heaping helping of jokes, and uh, just like their serious side does. So kind of a par for the course as far as the video goes. But man, the lyrics in this song are very poignant and kind of unexpected as far as uh, what the, the direction they've been going since Alex left and they've been kind of shaking things up with their sound a little bit. So uh, unexpected, but very welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm always down for some good Atreyu and this is definitely good Atreyu, though not heavy at all, very much a ballad. Go check out the new track for, uh, Forevermore, sorry, from Atreyu. And then the next piece of new music, honestly debated if I was going to do a quickie reaction for this, if we were going to sit down and do a proper filmed reaction uh, while I was watching the video slash listening to the song, and I really just couldn't help myself. So the Beatles have released what has been billed as their final track. It is called Now and Then. Uh, this is, I mean, considering Ringo and McCartney are the only ones still alive, sounds reasonable that they are no longer making new music. Though, Lord only knows what exists in the vaults for the Beatles because they notoriously spent a lot of time in the studio. So, this new track, I mean, it's it's obviously material that has been in existence for some time but has not been released to the public because it was kind of messy and technological issues were the reason why this had not been released up until this point because the only recording they had of John's voice was rather messy and they couldn't separate his voice from the piano. So they figured this was just probably never going to see the light of day. And now technology has advanced to the point where you can separate those things from an audio track because AI is a beautiful thing. And so is the Python scripting language. Uh, and yeah, just, just incredible, incredible stuff. This is the Beatles showing us how it's done 40 freaking years later. And I like, I, not a huge Beatles fan necessarily, but I have an immense respect and an amazing appreciation for the way that they changed and molded music in their own image. I cannot recommend this new track enough. Go listen to kind of the originators of popular music, if you will, the Beatles new track now and then. Speaking of originators of music, we got a new track from Job for a Cowboy since we last spoke about new music. Uh, the name of this track is The Forever Rot. This is the second single that is being released from their upcoming release. Uh, I believe the date is sometime in February, and I can't remember the name of the album right now because I didn't put in the notes because I take amazing notes, but uh, Deathcore kind of godfathers, if you will. These guys, now that they're back and working on their fourth studio record, 
are in rare form. And this is just a continued example of that. If you have any interest in heavy music at all, then Job for a Cowboy is a band you should have an appreciation for, if nothing else. Go check out their new track, The Forever Rot. You will not regret it. And then, kind of rounding out this abbreviated new music section, we got a new track from one of my all-time favorite bands, He Is Legend. This is a band that makes music for other musicians, apparently, because every time that they get brought up in conversation, it's usually by other musicians that I know, because somehow these guys have remained a very well-kept secret from the, the masses at large, if you will. This, this new track is called Endless Hallway. It comes from the record of the same name. I can't remember if the record's out or not already, but I mean, they, they, this is just, this is good stuff. <laughs> he is Legend doing He is Legend things. A little bit on the softer side for He is Legend because Skylar doesn't really do any of his aggressive style vocals, just him being uh, the more melodic side of his vocal stylings. And it still works super well. Uh, I don't know that these guys have ever put out bad music and this is just continuing with that run. So go check out He is Legend. Anything He is Legend has put out ever, but specifically Endless Hallway is a good place to start. Now we have some regular ass news to get to with the music section. Uh, we are starting things off. Uh, recently saw Slaughter to Prevail, Alex Terrible on stage. I'm assuming he's saying this at every gig, so this isn't exactly me breaking the story, but Alex Terrible is saying that in February or March, the date is still somewhere in that uh, window. No, nothing specific has been laid down just yet, but in February or March of 2024, we will be here hearing a new album from Slaughter to Prevail. That's, I mean, that's, that's the real quickie bit there that I just super excited for more Slaughter to Prevail. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, next up, we have actually kind of an, uh, a little bit of a bittersweet situation from Gwar. Uh, lineup change as Postulus Maximus, aka Brent Perguson, is leaving the band. He has officially announced that he will no longer be playing on stage the guitar with the band Guar under the character pseudonym of Postulus Maximus. He has made an official statement saying there's no ill feelings between he and the rest of the band members of Guar. He just feels like his artistic direction is differently aligned than where the band is today, which is fair. Uh, he did also say that very possibly, very likely even, he will be still remaining behind the scenes, because for those that don't know, uh, Guar is kind of an art collective in a lot of ways, because of the, the area that they come from. I believe it's from Wisconsin. It might be from Michigan, but I'm pretty sure it's Wisconsin. They, they, they come from a group where everything was art and so there's more than just the members of the band involved in the making of guar so he has said that he would probably just fall behind the curtain and do things that are not seen on stage necessarily but still be part of the guar machine so that's pretty freaking cool uh hopefully he finds another band to join because i mean any new music from anyone associated with Guar is probably going to be a good thing. Uh, that's all we got on that one, though. So let's move to our one of our big headlines, and that is 
Slipknot has announced that they have parted ways with their 10-year drummer, Jay Weinberg. He has been uh, hitting the skins since the past, actually since the ousting of Joey Jordison and then a few years later, the passing of Joey Jordison. Um, no announcement has been made as to a replacement for Jay Weinberg as of yet, and also no actual reasoning for why Jay has been either ousted or left. It would seem that he has been asked to leave to some degree, whether it was on uh, positive or negative terms remains to be seen. But this is, <laughs> there are pictures of Jay as a small child, as you know, sub teenagers, as some sort of preteen, if you will, dressed as Corey on the set of the Conan O'Brien show, meeting Slipknot for the first time because they were one of his favorite childhood bands. Because if you remember, Max Weinberg, Jay's father, was the band leader for Conan O'Brien, and Conan O'Brien was the first television appearance, at least in the States, uh, for Slipknot. So this was kind of a huge deal. And then he grew up idolizing the guys in Slipknot. He got the call to join the band after they again ousted Joey Jordanson back in, I believe, I, I want to say it was 2014. So I guess technically nine years. But uh, yeah, it's just such a weird situation. Very possibly much like uh, the Craig, um, yeah, the Craig situation because they did uh, recently lose Craig, if you'll remember, and also uh, similar to when Joey was originally ousted. They're probably not going to give us the details of this situation, which kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie because I would like to have at least an inkling. You don't have to give us the bloody details, but you know, just say, Hey, he wanted to do a thing. We wanted to go in a different direction. And so our paths diverged. Give us that much at least, or we feel like he's too good to play in this band. Kind of like when Les Claypool auditioned for Metallica. So we said, Hey, maybe you should go do your own thing. Something along these lines would be all the community would really need and then we wouldn't have continued questions for the next 20 years kind of like when joey was kicked out like we don't know any of the details there either we actually don't technically know that he was kicked out aside from the fact that he made a statement uh shortly after he was released from the band that he was released and he did not quit so that's about all the detail we got there if you give us a little bit more maybe we'll leave you alone anyway i'm rambling let's move on uh we have another crazy bit of news around another heavy heavy band lamb of god has uh done their headbangers boat uh the the tour just or the tour the the cruise just ended this past weekend and during the course of the cruise actually the friday before they were supposed to come back to the mainland uh, they lost a member of the audience uh the one of the patrons if you will uh for the headbangers cruise around about 4 a.m friday again before they were set to uh come back to mainland Monday somehow went overboard and they stopped the cruise. They conducted a nine plus hour search for this missing uh, person. And I mean, you're in the middle of the ocean, so it's kind of hard. They were doing it in conjunction with the, uh, the, the, the Coast Guard. So like there was all of the proper things were done. But sadly, this man who went over again 4 a.m. on Friday, 
I, would that be Friday morning, I would imagine? Because they didn't specify. They said Friday 4 a.m. That could be Friday night leading into 4 a.m., which was technically Saturday morning, or Thursday night leading into 4 a.m., which would then technically be Friday. I, I, I didn't really gather that much because it's fairly irrelevant to the fact that somebody is lost at sea. Very likely at this point, no longer with us, but still how sad and and the the band, specifically Randy Blythe, vocalist for Lamb of God, has released a statement saying, you know, thank you to everyone who attended. It's very sad that such a horrible thing could happen on our watch, but uh, everyone else seemed to enjoy themselves so yeah just a just kind of a bittersweet situation because otherwise it sounds like the tour was a success to the degree that they have announced and we went over this i think a week or two ago they have announced that there is going to be another headbangers boat next year so yeah very very rough situation for the guy for the organizers of the boat but all proper channels were exhausted, so what do you do? What do you do? Uh, let's move on, because I feel gross. Uh, that's actually all that we have for the meat and potatoes. So the, we have our suggestion, which is kind of the focus of last week and this week. Our suggestion this week is, I'm wearing the shirt, Callous Dowboys. Uh, they have released a new EP called God Smiles Upon the Callous Dowboys. This is the Pushing the Pink Envelope, uh, the Waco Jesus track. We've talked about both of these as they've been released. The newest track that has been released of this from this EP EP is called Designer Shroud of Turin. It is probably my favorite of the three. It is so damn good. Uh, it is only three tracks, this EP. So if you really, really dig this, definitely dig into their back catalog because there is a lot there. Honestly, the show that I went and saw them where I got the shirt, I actually spent like $150 on merch just from the Callous Dowboys. It was absolutely phenomenal. My first time seeing them live. If you, if you get a chance, you should do the same. Either way, go check out the EP. God smiles on the Callous Dowboys. Cowboys. All right, so we're into gaming and tech. We actually do have a little bit of not just suggested stuff this week. Uh, we, I, if you follow on the on the social medias, then you know we're, we're going to talk about Audacity because they just had an update there. We also have an Xbox thing we're going to talk about, and then we're going to get into suggestions. So let's let's do that, shall we? Uh, follow up is the audacity bit so audacity just dropped version 3.4 and for anyone out there who is looking to get into honestly any kind of audio editing be it musical or vocal or if you're just doing podcasts or something audacity is making a very strong argument for not paying for uh, audio editing software and between audacity and reaper honestly if I didn't need other software that also included a digital audio workspace, I would not be paying for a digital audio workspace because those two programs together, Audacity and Reaper, once again, kind of have it all. And now Audacity is even inching out Reaper in a lot of ways. And Audacity is 100% free. Technically speaking, Reaper is not free. You just get uh, unlocked evaluation copy until the end of time, but uh, it is not technically free. They do ask that you pay for it if you use it regularly. Audacity, though, is 100% open source, and they just keep adding things. The, the, with 3.4, they have added uh, musical capabilities much, very similar to the likes of uh, like uh, FL Studio, and I'm going to draw a blank on all of the other DAWs like that because FL Studio is the one that I use, but just 
this is in this is just kind of a you have abilities to to deal with loops you you can do real time uh, uh audio uh, plugins and effects and i mean it's all free and this is becoming one of the becoming just as powerful i'm not going to say one of the most powerful but, but becoming just as powerful as some of the top tier uh, $600 a year kind of programs and it's it's free you can do so much with this and with the addition of their their social side they, there is a social side of this uh audio.com uh, again if you follow the socials then you already know this audio.com is the who they have partnered with for the social platforming and you can host your audio so if you do a podcast kind of like this show uh then you can host your stuff for free as long as each individual file is under a gigabyte in size so that's kind of awesome. So when we come back for the next season of the show, very probable there's going to be another audio outlet that is just a, a much more all-encompassing answer for a lot of people's needs, mine included. So this is pretty freaking epic. Go check out version 3.4. It's 3.4.0 right now. Very probable. I, I have noticed a couple of, of bugs that not everyone's going to find, but they do exist. So very likely we'll be seeing a 3.4.1 in the not so distant future, but go play around in an audio workspace for free and see what all the fun is about. I love audio. I'm sorry. That's just, we're going to move on though. From there, we have some regular ass news and that has to do with Xbox. Uh, Xbox has announced that they have partnered with InWorld AI. InWorld AI is an AI developer, obviously, but they're going to they're going to partner with InWorld and then InWorld is going to add to the development kit for Xbox for upcoming gaming titles that are going to be able to utilize AI in their development. So what that means in the, the kind of TLDR sense of it is developers are going to have access to an AI that is going to make, say, an NPC in an RPG, a non-playable character in a role-playing game, uh, is going to make those NPCs much more interactive and also theoretically is going to make those NPCs much more aware of the world at large should it be something that that is relevant to. So like if you're playing cyberpunk, whatever the, the continuation they, they name it, Cyberpunk 3001 or something like that, then the NPCs there will be able to reference things that they find on the internet because the AI is that powerful. You can actually go to uh, InWorld AI. There's a link down in the description. You can go check out the InWorld AI website because they kind of have some idea. They have some videos and things that give you a better idea of how this is going to change the way we interact with gaming. And I mean, NVIDIA kind of started this, uh, we talked about it a couple months ago, and this is just kind of another step forward down that same path. While this is a little bit scary on the development side, because obviously uh, all of this stuff is what a developer would have done previously, this is not, I think, as scary as some would want you to think, because this still very much requires uh, the developer to instigate said AI in certain, give it certain parameters and so on and so forth. So just very exciting as far as the consumer side of things, because I like it's just going to make gaming that much more immersive. And it, the, the AI can learn about you as you know, again, as far as the parameters. Oh man, I 
I'm excited about it, uh, a little bit scared by it, but also very excited about it. So let's move on. That is, uh, that's everything we got for gaming and tech. Let's, let's talk about the suggestion this week. I, I kind of went lazy and I'm not going to lie because I have been up to my eyeballs in Mortal Kombat 1 since the game came out and especially since the uh patch released after east coast uh what was it east coast throwdown oh man so a lot of the balance stuff has helped a lot but omni-man as i'm uploading this omni-man is getting ready to launch today is the eighth omni-man comes out on the ninth for people who have pre-order access if you've already bought the combat pack to some degree be it through the premium edition you just bought the combat pack after you bought the game or the collector's edition like i did then you will get access to omni-man tomorrow as i'm filming this so very likely today as you're watching this uh and then in about two weeks we'll have tremor and they just did a stream as i bumped my set they just did a stream they did another co another combat cast as i was finishing up research for today's episode going over the gameplay for both omni-man and tremor and it's so much more crazy than we imagined <laughs> because Omni-Man definitely is going to play very unique unto himself. A lot of people were speculating it was going to be similar to other speedsters that we had uh, from NetherRealm games in the past, specifically The Flash and Cabal. It doesn't, he's not playing like that. He's playing, strangely enough, a little bit more similarly to Superman from Injustice 2. And then Tremor is just a whole new creature unto himself. You, you can actively switch between his different variations uh, in match. So he effectively has eight different ca uh, cameo moves. Uh, eight, three, uh, yes, eight. So he has three in one variation, three in another variation, and then two in the crystalline variation. So we have Aftershock, Metallic, and Crystalline, much like in MKX where he was last playable just just crazy i'm so excited about the next couple of weeks for mortal kombat that is why it is your suggestion this week i'm gonna stop rambling let's move on And that brings us to comic books and books. We got nothing but suggestions this week for comic books and books. I I mean, I, I tried. It's just everything is already currently going. We've already talked about all of the things that are currently going. So your suggestion this week is a William Gibson book called Pattern Recognition. This is the first of the Blue Ant trilogy. This is where Gibson's style changes from proper cyberpunk to speculative fiction. And it is just such an incredible transition in his prose and in the way he paints a picture. It still feels very cyberpunky because the, the technology that he's describing in these books is still future, but not quite as future if you get if you get what i'm saying um and just it's it's a completely different feeling for science fiction fans and i highly suggest it because gibson is one of the greatest writers of our time and the blue ant trilogy is honestly second only to the sprawl trilogy in my head as far as gibson books are concerned so go check out Pattern Recognition. It's an incredible book. And then if you really like it, continue the Blue Ant Trilogy. I just can't think of the other two books right now off the top of my head. 
And we have a bit of breaking news, honestly. So much so, like, it wasn't typed up. It's handwritten. I don't know how well you can see that. It's handwritten on here. And that is SAG-AFTRA has officially reached a, uh, a mutual agreement with the production studios. So the uh, strike's ending. The acting strike is ending. I don't know where to put this. If I should put it in TV, if I should put it in movies, or what the hell else. We have a conclusion to the SAG-AFTRA strike. Uh, the specifics are not 100% known just yet. Those will be made available on the 9th, so tomorrow as I'm filming this, so we will have a bit to talk about next week in the episode proper, but uh, assuming that it is 100% ratified, because right now it is just tentative, but assuming it is ratified, there will be at the very least a new three-year contract with all SAG-AFTRA members, which means production very possibly could begin on projects that are in the middle of production, could very possibly restart uh, as early as next week. So this is very exciting. Super, super exciting. Anyway, let's get back to wherever the hell we were. Now we're into TV news. Uh, largely, we're talking about some follow-ups here. Uh, we do have one new trailer to talk about, and then we're into the suggestions. So let's do that, shall we? Uh, follow-ups this week, we have the, it, the, these are all kind of expected, but also uh, one of them is a little bit exciting, not gonna lie. The other one, uh, one, <laughs> Let's just talk about it, I'm sorry. <laughs> so let's start off with the less than exciting but still expected. Superman and Lois, as of season four, will no longer be a show. It has been canceled at the CW. We saw this coming a mile away when they severely cut the budget for this show with season three and when James Gunn took over and said, I don't know, if people watch it, we'll keep it around. But then he kind of sabotaged people's desire to watch it by cutting the budget so this was this was gonna come either way he just had to figure out how he was going to force that uh so yeah that's that uh the next one has to do with the dune sisterhood series it's no longer called dune sisterhood it is now going to be called dune prophecy it will be coming out fall of 2024 uh, it is a release window not a release date so anybody who says date is misleading you and i apologize on their behalf but it is a release window it is coming to max and i am still super stoked about it because anything based on the dune franchise is gonna be worth your time even even the less than exciting books by uh, uh the frank's son i can't think of his name right now but the son the the prequel books that were written by the frank's son and kevin j anderson those books are even worth your time and they're dramatically lesser than the original herbert books either way yeah that's what we got there uh next up and this one again was fairly expected but pretty exciting now that it has officially been announced but the bear season three is actually happening we will be seeing uh joseph allen white oh guy I'm, I'm yeah i don't remember his name off the top of my head because apparently my brain sucks today but yeah, that's super stoked. Great show. I, I'm very excited to see where they go with this because it very much feels unfinished. I hope we get at least two more seasons out of the bear, if not a whole uh, decade worth of seasons from this show. Uh, but either way, we're at least getting season three. So let's celebrate the victories where we got them. That's what we got for follow-ups. Let's get into the one trailer we got this week, and that is Echo. 
this is going to factor in when we get to the rumor mill so i'm not going to talk too much about it here but there is you know some stuff going on with echo and we got a trailer and still kind of doesn't really answer a whole lot which is why it's in the rumor mill this week but that's all we got it's worth a watch it's interesting if nothing else so go check it out and then that brings us to our tv suggestion for the week gen v season has ended that is your suggestion go binge the whole eight uh seven episodes eight episodes whatever uh it's so good there it is it does kind of start off a little sophomoric in the first two to three episodes uh kind of keeps some of that sophomore humor uh throughout but that is kind of the humor of the boys franchise so that is to be expected but those first two or three episodes kind of lean a little too hard into the sophomore humor but it gets much much better i promise you and then it does by the end of the season feed into the boys and it sets up season four ever so greatly so that is your suggestion this week go watch gen v because that's some of the best superhero stuff on tv right now Movies is probably going to be approximately the same size as TV this week because it, we're focusing on suggestions. I just don't have the time to do a proper edit. I apologize, but still some exciting stuff to talk about. So let's get into that. Uh, we're starting off in follow-ups and corrections. We have an update on the Army of the Dead franchise, Zack Snyder's Netflix franchise zombie series, whatever universe, uh, seems to be dead in the water. Snyder has been uh, has conducted a, a number of interviews recently where he has referred to the Army of the Dead franchise in the past tense. Uh, specifically, he was talking about the animated series that was supposed to happen, and he said the animated series that we never did. So that kind of language leads one to think that maybe this is out and being replaced. So it's not that we're going without any Snyder stuff for all of you Snyder diehards out there. Uh, it is being replaced with the Rebel Moon franchise. So theoretically a better we, we traded up on this because i i honestly think that rebel moon is going to be a much better movie as much as i appreciated army of the dead i didn't really watch army of thieves not gonna lie but definitely had an appreciation for army of the dead it did tried some unique things in the zombie subgenre of horror so i'm hoping that rebel moon is the same thing for sci-fi in in kind of is a a more coherent answer to star wars which is how it kind of started if, if you are confused with that we've talked about this a number of times you got to go back and check out older episodes but uh yeah kind of bittersweet in that he's not focusing on the zombie thing but now he's focusing on the science fantasy thing so uh, trade up i think from there we have a really big announcement from nintendo uh, as far as movies go nintendo has announced that they are in fact working on a live action legend of zelda movie yes that is correct comes from uh Miyamoto himself that he is he has been trying to develop this for a number of years he has brought on a west ball is that right Yes, Wes Ball is uh, going to be directing the movie and writing the movie is going to be Derek Connolly. Derek Connolly, you will know because uh, Detective, Detective Pikachu, the Jurassic World movies, a number of other things, but those are kind of the more nerdy side of things. Uh, so yeah, this is officially happening. There are a lot of rumors going around. We are going to cover one rather large rumor uh, in the rumors section, so stick around for that. But yeah, uh, Legend of Zelda live action movie 
is happening. That's exciting. Uh, that is what we have for follow-ups. Oh, oh, also, the Legend of Zelda situation uh, in association with Sony Pictures. So it's not going to be animated. We're not looking at Illumination Studios. I, we kind of anticipated that when we were anticipating the announcement for this because it's been in the rumor mill for so long. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what we got there. Let's talk about some trailers we got this week. Uh, we got the final trailer for The Marvels and even the intrigue of potentially introducing X-Men into this movie is not saving it. The trailer is weird in that I feel like I should care, <laughs> but I really don't. Uh, the villain even in the trailer looks like she's uncomfortable and out of place. So much so, like it looks like her outfit doesn't fit her. It's too big. It, it, yes, I understand like she's supposed to be from an alien race and so clothing is different and blah, blah, blah. But it just looks like she's wearing her dad's clothes. Not gonna lie, uh, just this trailer is doing only the bad things potentially. <laughs> from there, we have one trailer that is doing the right stuff and that is Ghostbusters. We have a Ghostbusters trailer for the Frozen Empire, uh, the, the follow-up to Afterlife, which we have previously been calling Afterlife 2. We learned last week that it was going to be called Frozen Empire, and this morning we got a trailer for it and very much excited about this. The, I mean, this, this is how you do it. This is how you do a thing. You update a, a franchise from years ago that is nerdy, so all of the nerdy people who re already love this franchise want to go see your movie, but then you uh, kind of change some things for the modern audience, quote unquote, uh, that still makes sense in universe and also check whatever boxes you're trying to check. And, and I think this, the afterlife post Ghostbusters franchise things uh, are really doing all of that. They're, they're keeping the current fans mostly happy. I mean, there are definitely some, some stalwarts out there. They're like, nope, it's only the 1984 Ghostbusters, or was it 1988 Ghostbusters was, was the first Ghostbusters movie? It's only that one, and then the, the sequel, and that's it. No other Ghostbusters movies count. Or no other Ghostbusters uh, stuff in the franchise counts, because that's, that's the, 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 the heart of it all and blah 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 whatever those guys exist sure but those guys exist in every fandom so we don't really count them we just let them hang out in the corner by themselves uh by and large the afterlife movie was very well accepted in the community it was rather well done there are definitely some plot armor issues and plot hole issues but either way it was it was fun enough it was it was popcorn fodder for sure but so were the original ghostbusters movies so there you go and now it seems like we're continuing on this and I, th I think I think all of the actors that they brought in for this reboot of the franchise uh, that are sticking around are absolutely expertly cast. And if you don't believe me, watch this trailer because Paul Rudd at the end is just awesome. <laughs> that's what we got for new trailers. So go check them out. Uh, and then that's uh, everything except for the movie suggestion for this week. We're going Dune. We talked about the, the issue with the sisterhood in the TV section. And now for the movie's suggestion, Suggestion: We're going with Dune from 2021, the of Dune. Uh, this movie just encapsulates a lot of the stuff in the imagery of this movie is when I read this book years and years ago for the first time is kind of exactly how I picture it. Some of it's off, obviously, especially Liet Kynes, but 
by and large, like the scope of things and, and the way that Denis interpreted the text from the book is honestly the way I pictured how a lot of this stuff went. So of course I'm a big fan. Uh, the 1984 version of this movie, not so much. The Denis Villeneuve from 2021 is amazing. Some of my absolute favorite cinema from the last 30 years in at least. So very much worth your time. Watch it a bunch. I believe it's still streaming on Max. Either way, go watch Dune from 2021. That is your suggestion for the week. Hello again, nerds. So just your quick reminder, if you haven't subscribed, you better do it. We're coming back, and we're coming back with a vengeance. It's just going to be a little while, so in order for you to know when the nerd news returns, you have to be subscribed. Maybe ring a bell or do a thing and, you know, join the community and talk about the stuff and maybe come see us on live shows during the off-season. And, yeah, I'll definitely appreciate you more. Okay, back to the show. All right, so Rumor Mill is where we are. Uh, we have a really big situation over in Disney, if you want to believe the rumors, and we're going to talk about it. We also have a new Silent Hill game, apparently unannounced, but rumored to be happening in a lot of interesting ways. And then Legend of Zelda movie is happening, so of course we've got a bunch of rumors there. And then a whole bunch of stuff in between. So let's get to it. Uh, so we are starting off with new sources. We have no confirmations or refutations, but we do have new sources for old rumors. And specifically, we're talking about that Robert Downey Jr. rumor returning as Iron Man. Uh, so the rumor says, and then there's been a, a couple of addendums to the rumor, but the original rumor says that Robert Downey Jr. has already right yeah is said to have already signed on to make a return but then just the other day we got kevin feige in the news saying that a conversation about the future i'm paraphrasing but that's pretty close to the exact verbiage that he used uh a conversation about the future has not yet happened so Feige is definitely a man who chooses his words very carefully when in the public eye, and those words do not say that Robert Downey Jr. is not coming back. They do say that maybe anything beyond a cameo for what he's already signed on to is not, is not set in stone just yet, but they definitely leave open the possibility that he has already signed on to a cameo. So this doesn't necessarily negate or, or squash or refute the rumor in any way. He's really tricky with his vocabulary. He's got a lot of people on his team who teach him how to be really tricky with his vocabulary. So uh, that doesn't really change the fact that this makes this rumor slightly more viable. Uh, it was pretty high to begin with, and now I think it's it's uh, borderline all but confirmed. I'm not going to go quite so far as to say we should be expecting a confirmation for this sometime soon, but that might be coming down the road. Anyway, uh, from there, let's get into new rumors, and we're going to come out with the big stuff. Uh, first up is the Marvel situation, or Disney, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm 
I'm giving away the, the plot here. Disney situation, specifically, we're talking about Marvel and Star Wars. We got a new rumor saying that Kevin Feige is going to leave Marvel altogether and go take over the Star Wars franchise. So those words are chosen rather specifically because we've heard something similar to this in the past, though uh, actually twice we've heard something similar to this First time we heard something similar to, similar to this was we, we heard that Feige was going to be taking over for Kathleen Kennedy, but also be in charge of Marvel. So he was just going to be the guy on the nerdy side of Disney that was in charge of all of those franchises that they have absorbed over the course of the last couple decades or so. Uh, and then the second rumor that we got that was similar to this was that Feige was going to be doing uh, a Star Wars trilogy, which then kind of modified down to a Star Wars movie singular. And then we heard that it got canceled, but it was a rumor. So how can you confirm something that was never confirmable? Anyway, so that's what we've heard previously. This is dramatically different in that he's going to, according to this rumor, abandon Marvel entirely. Uh, this comes from a number of different sources. One of those sources has said even explicitly beyond that, that very likely the, the reason why the first few phases of the MCU worked so well was because of Favreau. Favreau and Feige together apparently makes a pretty good combo. And so with Kathleen Kennedy potentially on her way out, though that's been rumored for since they bought Lucasfilm. <laughs> with, so with Kathleen Kennedy possibly on her way out and then with Feige possibly taking over, Feige and Favreau potentially teaming up together could be really good things. There's a little bit of a hitch here, though, because Feige has all control over the MCU now. He can do as he wishes, by and large. I mean, now he has Bob Iger over his head, so that's a little bit more of a, of a kind of an iron fist situation. But still, it sounds like he's fairly happy in his own little playground, and he doesn't want to have to start from the bottom up with a brand new set of uh, uh, IP. So just this, just there is very little to confirm that there are some really good rumor mongers that are that are pushing this one out there right now. But it just I'm just going on gut here. I don't think there's a lot to go on aside from a couple of people saying, yeah, he's thinking about doing a thing. So we're going to say about 30 percent likely that Feige is going to be abandoning Marvel and taking over Star Wars. Will there be some sort of crossover? Possibly. Is it going to be all-encompassing? Not bloody likely. All right, so let's move from there. Uh, next up is Echo. We have a rumor that we'll be able to confirm relatively soon uh, that the change, we know that there's going to be a change to Echo's abilities in the series uh, from the comics to the live action series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that has been announced officially for sure. They just haven't announced exactly how they're going to change her abilities. So this rumor says that her ability is going to go from perfect mimic effectively to uh, the ability to channel powers previously held by her uh, female ancestors sorry in the Choctaw native tribe uh, basically <laughs> what this translates to if true is they're just going to be able to just protect her with plot armor in every episode which 
uh, kind of rings true. I'm not going to lie. So it, they're, they're, they're going to paint her into a corner and then they're going to say, oh, but she had this ancestor who had this very specific ability that is going to come in very super handy in this corner so she can get out no problems. Uh, this is setting up a very major Mary Sue situation that, I mean, it's a really thin line to walk even if you had kept her abilities as they were in the comics it would be a thin line to walk but now that you're just going to be able to pull anything out of a hat and call it a rabbit just sounds like it's going to be lazy writing left and right so it's not going to do well but from what we know of everything that's going on this kind of plays into it there have been a number of leaks also very recently that very much factor into the reason this rumor has been migrating or circulating rather so much so hey, this is pretty freaking likely we're going to say 95 percent with this echo rumor because yeah i mean it just has all the hallmarks of a marvel rumor right now of of marvel like actual, not just rumor, but the actual things that are happening on Marvel MCU side. It just rings true. So yeah. And also it's whatever. We're not going to talk about the fact that it's kind of sort of an Elseworlds situation with the whole Marvel Spotlight Studios, whatever. Uh, so let's move on. From there, we have Godzilla minus one. This one's also going to be confirmed very, very soon. So if it hasn't been already, somebody please in the comment section, let me know. But we do have word that uh, in the, Mar the Godzilla minus one movie, which is now out in Japan, which is why we're going to have confirmation very soon, uh, that uh, I'm, and I'm not going to be able to say this, uh, this kaiju's name correctly, so I apologize, but Angoiris, Ang uh, the, the Ankylosaur kaiju from the old movies, the old Toho, Toho movies, uh, is rumored to make an appearance. Uh, that appearance very well could be he's the antagonist of the movie could just be a quick cameo could be somewhere in between the rumor does not specify actually goes out of its way to say we don't know exactly how he's going to be in the movie but he is going to be in the movie so that kind of lends itself a little bit to it this will be the first time that we we are seeing this kaiju in live action in over 20 years so that's kind of a big thing for uh godzilla fans this the Toho is not one to shy away from a little bit of uh, fan service. And honestly, like, again, I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to confirm this very soon because it's out. <laughs> but 80% likely that we will be seeing, uh, and I'm, I'm going to say it wrong again, but I'm going to try, Angoris. Ang Angoris? Uh, yeah, 80% he's going to be in Godzilla Minus One. Uh, then we're going to move over to DC and we're going to talk about what is supposed to be our introduction to Gunn's new DCU, Creature Commandos. The animated series is supposed to be our first glimpse into uh, what Gunn is going to do with the DCU. And we got rumors saying that the Creature Commandos, which was uh, assumed to be coming out sometime in 2024, is now not going to be coming out in 2025. This has a lot of, this holds a lot of water, Let's, we'll put it that way. Uh, because very specifically, James Gunn has never given us a time aside from saying it's going to be coming out before Superman Legacy. Superman Legacy is going to be coming out July 11th of 2025, which means you have January, February, March, and April, four months of 2025 for us to get 
the Creature Commandos series on HBO or on Max. So yeah, this definitely stands to reason that there's a strong possibility that this has been the plan all along and people were just reading incorrectly between the lines. So will we be seeing Creature Commandos in 2025? I think it's super freaking likely we're going to say 95% that Creature Commandos I don't even think it's been pushed back. I'm pretty sure it was just always going to be happening sometime in January or February of 2025. So yeah, 95%. I'll be very surprised if this is not the way it rolls out. Next up on the list is a new Silent Hill game. Uh, Silent Hill The Short Message is supposedly going to be a, an unannounced Silent Hill game coming out fairly soon because if you are to believe the all of the things which this part i'm sure is is accurate uh the australian classification board has issued a rating for this game some rumors uh some people talking about this rumor i guess more specifically are putting it as an add-on to one of the games that has already been announced. Uh, still kind of, if you're reading between other lines, very possibly this is what they're going to be calling the backstory portion of the Silent Hill 2 remake for Pyramid Head. So that seems to stand a little bit more to reason, but then the monkey wrench in it all is the fact that this got a rating from the Australian Clas Classification Board unto itself. So I don't know, is it, do, I don't know how the Australian Classification Board works. Do they do classifications for game expansions? Because that's very possibly what this is. Uh, which again, we do know has been announced, I'm pretty sure, that the Silent Hill 2, some of the additional content that they add to the remake is going to delve into the origin story of Pyramid Head, which is a bad idea, but we're not talking about that. I, I think that's what this is. I, I very much think that's what this is. So if this is, we're going to give this two percentages because th there's a lot at play here. If this is a standalone game, and that is that is what the rumor is. If you want to go with that line of rumor mongering, then I give this about a 50% because it doesn't make sense that Konami wouldn't have announced it at this point, but it's Konami and they're kind of getting back into the swing of things. So maybe this is an attempt. Maybe it's a mobile game and they didn't want to, I don't know. But uh, if that's the case, 50%. If, though, it is an add-on to one of the games that they have previously already announced, again, probably Silent Hill 2 Remake, I would give this about a 90% uh, chance that it's actually going to be a thing. So uh, next up is another gaming kind of uh, rumor, and that has to do with Bloodborne. Apparently there is a movie in the works at Sony Pictures. Uh, Lorenzo D. Bonaventura is set to produce, and Darren Lemke is set to write a uh, director has not been found, according to the rumor. This one seems rather likely as well. Uh, Lemke, you'll you'll probably know his name. He did uh, Shazam, Gemini Man, Wheel of Time, Goosebumps, Sh uh, Shrek Forever After, Jack the Giant Slayer, and uh, Parts You Lose, as well as Turbo. So a lot of nerdy stuff under his belt. Sony doing more game stuff. They've talked about this. This is there's no real reason. Not that not a great source for the rumor though. So that's why it's not quite as high as some of the other more sure things. We're going to still though 80% likely that we're going to be seeing a Bloodborne movie from Sony Pictures. Anything else there is just speculation. So let's move right along. Now next up is Enola Holmes 3. 
I, this, I actually, I might be dropping the ball a little bit on this, so I'm going to let you know that ahead of time. But uh, supposedly there is a script in the works for Enola Holmes 3. There, I think, might have been an official announcement that this movie is happening uh, since I have done this research. Because I think I saw a headline as I was kind of skimming and making sure I was uh, uh, properly up to date. But uh, Enola Holmes 3 in the works, uh, next movie uh, in the series for Netflix uh, with both uh, Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill returning for their roles respectively. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. The first two have done fairly well for Netflix. And they don't do movies like they do TV series, so we're going to say 90% likely. And again, that, that even might be higher at this point. There, we, it might have been confirmed even. I can't, I can't say for sure because this research is just a few days old. Uh, and then our next one is another gaming rumor, and we'll be able to confirm this in a matter of days. So the next time we speak, there will be a confirmation or a refutation for this rumor. But Grand Theft Auto 6 supposedly is going to be officially announced this week. Sometime between now as you're watching this and next week as I'm filming the next episode, there is supposedly going to be an announcement of the game itself as well as some sort of trailer, according to the rumor. So I'm giving this a 50-50 just because we've heard this all before. I'm not going to get my hopes up and I'm not going to get your hopes up. It could definitely go either way. We'll find out in a couple of days. Let's move to our final rumor of the episode, and that is Legend of Zelda. The big rumor here is who is going to play Link? Well, according to a number of rumor mongers, that is going to go to Tom Holland. At the very least, Tom Holland is the number one desire for Nintendo and their partners over at Sony as far as casting goes. Uh, Tom Holland is a bit of a favorite over at Sony, so will they give him not only Spider-Man and, oh, I can't even think of, what was it, Drake? He was Nathan Drake. Is that right? Is that right? I think so. But will they also give him Link? Like, is he that much of their golden boy? I think it's possible, but only slightly. I think there is many more things at play here. Uh, this is also, we're going, there's a little bit of a caveat here. I think this project is still too early for them to be casting this character. I think we have to go through many, many revisions of the script before Miyamoto-san is happy with where the movie will go. And then we have to get production staff in order before we start casting. We have to find a director. We have to find a lot more things for this aside from just maybe Tom Holland's going to be linked. So there is a possibility that Tom Holland will be linked that is stronger than this 20% that we're giving it. But as it stands right now in the development, I don't think that that is where they're thinking just yet. So right now, is Tom Holland likely to be linked? Not really. Could that open up down the road? Yeah, probably. So again, caveats and things, and that is all of the rumors we have. Thank you very much, nerds, for joining me. That's that's the end of the episode. I'll see you in the next one. Like I said, next week's going to be the last proper uh, week for the news show. We will return with a live show uh, three weeks from now because we will be taking a week off after next week. Uh, I will see you, though, in other things between now and then. 
Hopefully, I'll be able to announce uh, the uh, uh, interview that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. And a lot of stuff is very exciting in going into this off-season for the channel. So, thank you very much, nerds, for joining me. If you haven't subscribed yet, you made it all the way to the end of the video, man, you should probably subscribe. It doesn't take anything for you, but it does the channel a whole hell of a lot. So, don't forget to subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment, do the things. I appreciate your faces, nerds. We will see you in the next one. Before we go, always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here.